Hi, good morning, scholars, or whatever your time zone is. My name is George Ajete, Senator George Age, and I welcome you to another semester. Um, apologies for the breaking transmission. However, I hope you have read, and of course, as usual, this is to um, support whatever you have read and try as much as possible to develop your writing skills. All the best. Bye. Okay, um, good day, everyone. Uh, I hope your exams have been okay. So, this like tutorial on South African history, I hope it helps. So, the first I'll be taking the AOC. The first AOC is European coming to South Africa. I'm going to brief, make everything brief so that brief and concise so as to aid the reading. Most of what you will hear might be things that you've heard before, but I hope this helps in the long run. So when you talk of the Europeans coming to South Africa, South Africa today is a place we see a lot of diversity. Diversity in the sense that there are white people, there are black people, there are even Indians, there are um, people that are called colored, people that are called colored, of mixed heritage and all of that. These people are present in South Africa. And seeing all of this, it makes you wonder that what would have caused this? It would probably be the cause, it would probably be the result of a long historical process that would have taken from time to time, time to time. So the Europeans coming to South Africa, the first Europeans to come to South Africa were the Portuguese um, via a Portuguese nobleman named Bartolomeu Diaz, who stated that who came to South Africa following a storm. Who came to South Africa following a storm? It is often said that it was the one that named the Cape, the Cape, the Cape of Storms, the Cape of and his expedition was done in 1487 his expedition was done in 1487 some years later you can check the date though some years later um, another expedition another person named Vasco de Gama used this used the coast the Cape Coast save the Cape Coast to get to India to get to India so these were two important European these are two important European explorers you need to take note of. Apart from that, the thing you discover is that the Portuguese at the time they did not want to settle. They didn't want to settle. And this idea of them not settling came due to the fact that they were more concerned with their East African Empire and their maritime empire in the Indian Ocean. That was why they didn't really settle in South Africa. And because of the shore was rocky until the Dutch. The Dutch, on the other hand, through the voyage of a man called Cornelius Hootman in 1595, if I'm not mistaken, sailed to, he was the first Dutch man to sail to India, to sail to the, sorry, the East, the East Indies, the East Indies. 
So he got to Java and he was the person that showed that uh, the thing, uh, the trade of the Portuguese was vulnerable. The trade of the Portuguese was vulnerable and Portugal was losing power. After that, the later on moving forward, fast forward to the 17th century, the choice to settle down was done was taken by the Dutch was taken by the Dutch when they discovered that um, when they discovered that the area was good and they needed a refueling station because Hutman's journey to Java Java is in Indonesia Hutman's journey to Java yielded little gain and it was so it was filled with misfortune it was filled with misfortune thereabout that was what brought the Europeans to South Africa. The fact that they needed a refueling station. So they set up um, a colony at Table Bay. And this colony was meant to thrive. This meant to thrive in different It was meant to thrive and probably even give birth to the existence of Dutch people in the existence of Dutch people in um south africa so this was the beginning of the europeans coming to south africa so when they got to south africa there about the question is uh, this is a practically a narrative actually so when they got to south Af- when they came to south africa they set up colony the colony later branched out for from them and they allowed for people they released people of their contract this uh, people that were led by um, this was after a personality named Jan van Rijkbeek had set up a I set up a colony in 19 sorry in the 17th century thereabout in the 17th century thereabout this was owing to the fact that the Dutch East India Company wanted the coast to be a connection to the empire that they were building in the East Indies, that the Netherlands, the empire that the Netherlands was building in the East Indies. So the coast, the Cape Coast was not just that and uh, was not just a place for refueling, but also a connect, a connector thereabout. So that aside, that aside, the thing with all of this that you need to understand was that there are reasons most of these reasons were pointed to economic buoyancy economic buoyancy economic buoyancy economic buoyancy and apart from that also the when the dutch people arrived they formed the relationship with the local koikoi people and these local koikoi people were people that they related well with they actually related well with they exchanged them cartoons and all of that but what i want to you guys to understand is that the coming of um, Europeans to South Africa, the coming of Europeans, if you are to start an essay on the coming of Europeans to South Africa, is hinged on the fact that you have to talk about the role they played in South African history. South African history took a different tone because of the Europeans, took a different tone because of the Europeans. I could go on stating the different things they did. One, the coming of the Europeans, the Dutch in particular, which were the, the which were the ancestors of the of the Boers, brought about what we call a racially segregated society. 
that apartheid became born out of apartheid became possible because of a um, ra- um, racial segregation was taking place even way before the 19th century even way before the 19th and 20th century there about that is on one other side another role again that the europeans play was that the europeans helped to they brought about the modern south africa it's more of a positive rule they brought about the modern south africa that when they came to south africa their activities their fan activities brought about um brought about what they call it brought about people who contributed who contributed one way or the other either positively or negatively to the growth of south africa to the growth of south africa even on our beginning you can raise that the europeans were the people that were even able to explore the mineral resources that they had which was possible in the 19th century thereabouts so another thing again you could say the europeans did i'm talking about their rules another thing again you could say that the europeans did in south africa was that the europeans um um seeked towards um creating a situation a creating a state that would benefit them because what they practically used south africa for was a economic for an economic um well an economic well they did a lot of imperialism in south africa whereby they collected or um, collected gold all of all those things and even the africans themselves were driven to the lower part of south africa they were driven to be um more like not even second class citizens, lower than second class citizens in their own land they were driven away from their own lands due, due to all of this so that's for another um moving on to the next one i'll be treating them at random picking them at random so i'll be talking of the impacts of discovery of resources e.g gold and diamond in south africa first of all gold was discovered in a place called wheat waters rand in south africa in the 1870s why diamond was discovered in kimberley in 16 in um sorry in 1868 sorry 1868 if i'm not mistaken 1868 if i'm not mistaken so the discovery so um sorry which was that one was 1870s why and kibeli was 1868 thereabouts so what did this discovery cost one war it cost war the two war wars that were fought were because of this reason were because of they wanted to appropriate the resources on these lands to themselves that was that was one two the these um resources brought about the intervention of huge businessmen into the history of south africa one popular example is the example of ceci Rhodes. ceci Rhodes was a owner of the they call it the dbs something i can't really remember dbs and what he did primarily was that he was he had a grand idea 
he had the he had the grand idea of building a railway from Cape Town to Cairo, which is very crazy if if you may add. But this was one of his plans, and also he was a very rich and influential businessman, but was later overthrown by the British owing to the fact that he tried to conduct a coup called Jameson Raid, but that's a talk for another day. So another um, effect of this was that it's the discovery of gold and diamond in South Africa impoverished the Africans. The Africans were relegated to just being workers, workers that worked for wage labor. And it was another form of slavery and it was an extension it was a further extension of it was a further extension of the racial segregation that took place in South Africa. Another point you could raise about the impact of the discovery of uh, gold and diamond in South Africa was that it allowed for it allowed for other states. It allowed for the formation of South Africa. This is what I mean. The formation for the of the Union of Africa in This was what I mean. I know that I remember I mentioned something like war. I mentioned something like war. War was the war, the two boer wars that were fought. The first one, which was the they call it the Transvaal Rebellion, and the second one, which they called the South African War. The South African War, which took place in 1899. That's the second war, um, boer war, 1899 to 1902. Where was that unified? Where was that unified? Um, south africa to the end that to the end that the british could consolidate on its economic gains in that land go consolidate on its economic gains in that land so there about that for that issue is the issue the debate of independence if you are explaining this question in the exam you see it the question usually comes like this the, the independence of 1910 the south african independence of 1910 was a western conspiracy that was how i was given during my time too so why do you attack this question particularly when they call it a western conspiracy you should know western conspiracy between who and who the western conspiracy there lies in the fact that it was a passage of power from Britain to the Boers, the Dutch in particular. Which the Boers are the Dutch. It was a passage of power from the British to the Boers, which did not really give much economic, um, political, and economic f- freedom to the black people who were the indigenous people of the land. If you would remember the Boer Wars that were fought, which were very, very destructive, especially the second one, which was very, very destructive. You would understand that this war, at the end of this war, the peace of Vereng, of Veringin, Veringin, <laughs> in 1902, in 1902, was a peace that was constructed along the line that the black people of South Africa would not have a right to political, would not have political rights or even economic rights or even civil rights at all in their country. That was basically what the peace of Veringin pushed towards. So it allowed for 
after um, you look at after you look at all of this it boils down to the fact that South Africa at the time pushed for South Africa for was a creation of the British and the Boers, not the Africans actually. Was a creation of the British and the Boers. Or as they will later be known, the Africanias. The Africanias. So as thereabouts, the thing which you should understand is that the independence of 1910, when it was given, it was um, the independence of 1910 was a unification of four colonies in South Africa, namely the Transvaal Transvaal Republic, also known as the South African Republic, the Orange Free State, the Natal Province, and the Cape Colony. These four, the coming together of these four, signaled what they call the Union of South Africa in 1910. And the president that that became president, Louis Bota, and then John Smith. John Smith was the vice. John Smooth, sorry, was the vice. These people pursued a pro-British foreign policy that made them to be on the side of Britain when World War One broke out. When World War One broke out, and when that World War One broke out again, it made sure that these people, when World War One broke out, these people were involved and they participated heavily also in world war ii and all of that so the thing with this independence was that from 1910 to the time at which even to the 1930s the boers were slowly consolidating their power in the land creating laws that will further hamper on black mobility in south africa you should know about apartheid but that's a discussion for another time so that you should know when you talk of the debate of independence when you talk of the 12th of 1910 it was the african countries that later became independent in the 1950s that said that this stuff was a western conspiracy that they didn't really allow for blacks blacks were not really independent that it was just a white minority that was ruling a hugely black country that was ruling a hugely black country apartheid this also brings in the issue of apartheid apartheid um divided the black people into 10 i think it's 10 it was initially eight, but 10 Patustan's homelands and in these different homelands they were impoverished and this the division of these homelands was to further was to further divide the blacks was to further divide the blacks so that they could not unite and all of that stuff so the issue of 1910 the issue of 1910 showed that the independence that was given to them was not complete independence but it was an independence given just to a particular section of South African society because I've mentioned earlier that South African society is a society of diversity. There are Europeans, there are Indians, there are colored people, colored people who are mixed heritage and there are blacks thereabouts. So that's that. Okay, 
the Dutch East Indian Company. That's quite a tricky. It's not tricky actually. <laughs> Dutch East India Company. The Dutch East India Company founded in 1602. There's a way they call it in Dutch that I don't know how to pronounce. But it was the first multinational. The first multinational company. Like when you talk of multinational like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Apple, ETC. It was the first multinational in history. And it's shocking fact. It was the first company that sold shares. First company ever that sold shares. It was because of the created the Dutch East India Company that Britain created its own version, the British East India Company, some years later. And it was owing to the it was owing to these different reasons that Britain kind of used that company as a means of not just pushing for um uh, it, sorry made the company as a front for global dominance like the Dutch East Indian Company. So when you talk of the Dutch East Indian Company, why is it important to South African nation? First of all, the Dutch East Indian Company is um its activities in South Africa its activities in South Africa made South Africa what it is today to be sincere with you because they were the first people to send they were the people that sent Jamba Rigbeck and his fellow compatriots and shocking fact shocking fact the Cape of Good Hope the name Cape of Good Hope was actually gotten from was actually gotten from the Dutch because Jan Varibek, when he got to the coast, when he got to the Cape in the 17th century, one of the ships on which he sailed was called Good Hope Shocker. And obviously, they, he named it Cape of Good Hope. He named it the Cape of Good Hope. First of all, the Dutch East India Company was responsible for the colony set up by Jan van Riebeck. Colony set up by Jan van Riebeck because practically they sent him to set up the colony. And apart from that, another thing, another important contribution they did to South African history, I'm just talking of the contribution, trying to run through everything. Another important contribution that they did in South African history was that they were the, they, inadvertently created the Boas, meaning when they settled um, people in South Africa, they allowed for these people to, when, yes, they allowed for these people to go out, when they released them of their conduct, to go out and create newer pasture, to create newer, to, uh, sorry, to create lands or explore new lands, better still, explore new lands for themselves and as a result of this as a result of this these lands made the um, Africans to further be pushed inwards to be pushed further inwards to be pushed further inwards to be pushed further inwards and the Dutch East Indian Company also what other contribution did they have to South African issue they were responsible they were responsible for the racial segregation that came up later on because 
according to a particular book a history of south africa can't remember the name of the author he stated that the slaves that were first brought to south africa were not actually africans they were from Ceylon, java java is indonesia and other uh, um other parts when i mean african they were not south africans so like south africans in the modern sense of south africa as a country but they were from they brought slaves from east africa and each and every one of them and these people mixed and created what was later known as the colored people the colored people and such a racial segregated society because of these black people were treated in a particular way they brought it gave birth to this superioristic mindset that they later had even this heuristic mindset that they later had. Apart from that, the Dutch East India Company also did something again. Another contribution that they had on South African history was that yeah, they fought was they were responsible for driving the Koi Koi particularly, another Koi Koi in particular out of the coast. When they came in the in the mid 16th century, late 16th, sorry, mid 17th century, late 17th century, they fought a lot of they fought wars with the local Koikoi people, going to the fact that those people complain the Koikoi complained that they were stealing their cattle, something like that, and they attacked them and they fought wars and these wars escalated, and they were able to push the Koikoi inwards. They were able to push the Koikoi inwards. So. In other words, if you talk, um, if you are explaining your essay, the Dutch East India Company in, um, created South Africa. They created South Africa through descending through the of Dutch people to South Africa. It gave room for it gave room for there to be diversity in South African history. That's another contribution too. It gave room for diversity in Africa in South African history, whereby people in um sorry, when if you look whereby in modern South African in modern South Africa, you can find different stock of people claiming to be South Africans. So that's for that. So the last one being the global was was a war fought in at two different times. So the collection of this global was um, the result actually will be treated. So the global wars were the wars fought between direct conflict between the British force in South Africa and. The Boers. The Boers, as we've gotten to know, the Boers were descended from the original Dutch that came to the place. Not just the original Dutch, because when the later on, if you read deeply later on, you discover that it wasn't only the Dutch, the people of Dutch descent that actually made up the European presence in South Africa. There were also French Huguenots who were running away from the 
turn of um, the change of the French monarch towards Protestantism in France, thereabout. It is, but that's a talk for another day. Moving forward, the Anglo Boer Wars were fought at two different times. It comprises of three wars, but two wars of consequence, actually. Two wars of consequence. One, the first one was fought in um, 19, sorry, 1880 to 1881. The second one was fought in 1899 to 1902 and these wars were fought on the basis of pushing for pushing for um, the pushing for the fight over resources fight over resources the first Boer war which began in 1880 to 1881 was a war fought on the basis of um, some reasons one one of the cause of the war was the British growing presence in South Africa or the expansion of the British Empire. The 19th century was a century of competition for European states whereby they looked towards Africa as a place of not just um, not just economic not just economic um, a, an economic lifeline but also as a place that they could also uh, um, extend their political also as a place that they could extend their political influence on also so they were pushing the british in particular were pushing were looking forward to conquering a lot of lands in south africa before the 1880s the british were the the British were mostly concentrated at the coast and they got the coast from Netherlands due, um, during the Napoleonic Wars during the Napoleonic Wars and as a result of this as a result of this they remained at the coast for the main time but with the discovery of diamonds at Kimberley in um, the discovery of diamonds at Kibale and also gold at Witwatersrand, Run, it actually made the British want to conquer those places. And what the British was gunning for was a confederation at first. But with the way they went about it, with the um, resentment and resistance from the Boers, it escalated into a war. Another cause was that the Boers themselves had issues with the government. The Boers had fought wars with um, individual African tribes like the Pedi people, among others, and these wars had caused them to be in severe financial strain. This is the first Boer war for you to know. It has caused a lot of financial strain on their economy because their economy was primarily agricultural, although the minerals too aided a lot. So the felt that the British was always taking their possessions away because the British drove them away from the British presence drove them away to migrate inwards in what is called the Great Trek to migrate inwards later earlier in the 19th century earlier in the 19th century. So owing to that reason, they felt. Um, resent, they felt resentment towards the British and 
it made them to actually attack and the war broke out funny enough this war ended with a win over the british force owing to the fact that the british force at the time was not as was not much was not much and the boers fought basically with guerrilla tactics they fought basically with guerrilla tactics so those were like some of the things that took place and all that so the war led to what they call the praetorian convention in 1881 which allowed and independence and recognition the British formally recognized the South African Republic which is also called the Transvaal Republic that is by the way building up there were several things that also led to the Second Boer War also there was the issue of um, there was the issue of the issue of minerals also the British wanted to as close as possible to the gold that was coming out of which waters ran and in doing such they endeavored to make sure that they they endeavored to make sure that the um, people sorry they endeavored to make sure that the people um, took what they needed and sorry sorry i missed i missed something they endeavored to make the sorry the british the british endeavored that they wanted to get as close to the good as possible and they wanted to claim everything for themselves because they needed it for their government owing to the fact that the gov- the president at the time or the premier at the time in britain the um, benjamin disraeli was for imperialism at the time so these were some of the things that actually pushed for a second war that was fought between 1899 to 1802 the thing with this war is that this war was costly very costly for the british this war was very costly for the British and international public opinion was against the British because it was like they were encroaching on another man's land but the ironic and the most funny thing about this war was that it was two white men fighting on a black man's land practically that was what the war was about even the uh, Africans too fought in the war South Africans too fought in the war they were promised independence or political independence of some sort but that did not come true at the end of the day so it's with it's with everything that happened in the world earlier in the second boer war the boers were winning and all of that the boers were winning and all of that and later on later on they discovered the british amplitude amplified his forces and even changed his commander to two men one of which his name is Lord Kitchener you can check the other one out and this change drastically changed the scope of the war and before the war the British used overwhelming force to win the war at the end of the day after winning this war 
1902 they got the war ended with the peace of a ring because the british had formally told the boas to surrender in 1901 they didn't agree in 1900 they didn't uh, 1900 1901 they didn't agree they used guerrilla tactics to fight for a very long time and all of that so the understanding here i want all everybody to have is that these two wars were fought primarily for um resource control and apart from that the british wanted to use the guy the lie a lie i will call it a lie they wanted to claim they wanted to they felt that their people the english-speaking people in Boer territories they wanted to protect them something like that wanted to protect so the war ended with the peace of a ring in 1902 and this piece of ring is so important to what happened will later happen in 1910 because it was through this piece of ring that we got to know and understand that that you get to know and understand that the plan to stop african participation in south african politics began from that point meaning they both agree that we Considering defeat to you means that we will not allow Africans to participate. You will not allow Africans to participate in the government. Therefore, so I wish you all good luck and I hope this helps. Thank you.